tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. All right, hey. I guess we're back for uh, a little chat. It's the Ricky, Charlie, and Mikey show. Hey. Hey. What's up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, I'm Mike yeah, we- from the OBDM podcast. That's uh, Ricky from the Ripple Effect podcast and Charlie from Macro Aggression. That's us. Man, Charlie's been everywhere lately. Like, literally every podcast I, I listen to, he's on. <laughs> it's, well, it wasn't... It's. It's timed out that way. Um, I recorded the Gramerica interview a month ago, and they just put it on like two days ago at, that coincided with Conspiracy Farm, and it just sort of worked out that way where everything kind of got dumped out all at once. So sorry to annoy everybody if you keep tuning in to your favorite shows and seeing my stupid face, but uh, it's not my doing. Well, I guess it is my doing, but uh, you know, I don't have control over the schedule. Well, it's funny because I think that the first time we did this swap cast, you're like, oh, you know, I congratulate you for doing podcasts. And you're like, oh, like the world needs another podcast. Right. But I was just thinking about that the other day. And I'm like, do we ever say like, hey, does the world need another band? Right. Like there's That's we true. never say there's enough musicians. Right. So <laughs> the way I look at it is the more pod, good podcasts that are out there spreading truth, going against the grain, the better. Well, I agree with that for sure. I mean, as long as, as long as there's, you know, as long as it doesn't get to the point where every single person has a podcast, then it becomes, you know, a bit much, but, um, considering the censorship that we're having and things like that, you know, you you get a new one that springs up because somebody else has been taken off the air. So it's, uh, uh, one of of the things I wanted to bring up to you guys, because I'm sure you're aware of the Joe Rogan Mm -hmm. signing for Spotify. And it initially, my, my first reaction was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. But and then you think about it and you're and obviously, I don't know if you guys heard that little Alex Jones, uh, Mm -hmm. that little Alex Jones uh, uh, audio just reminded me of it, how Alex Jones said that Joe Rogan told him that he's fighting back against Google and YouTube. So to me, I think it's a good thing because right now there is a monopoly with YouTube, Google, all that stuff. I mean, it's just you're you're seeing it over and over again where stuff's being censored. I mean, even big shows like London Real, who is, I mean, he'll have controversial people on there, but he doesn't in, really endorse them in regards to really just endorsing free speech and having the right to to hear their ideas. And people like him, and he's fighting back. He just released a, a little video on his YouTube channel, uh, I think a day or two ago, or maybe even more, longer ago, talking about how he believes that it's just a matter of time before he's completely off YouTube. And it's just, I, I was waiting for somebody who's tech savvy 
somebody like London Real who has the resources to fight back, somebody like Joe Rogan who has the resources to fight back, because I think everybody's striving for a alternative. There's just a lack of really good alternatives. And if Spotify, my understanding is Spotify is going to also be doing video. I'm, yeah, I was uh, blown away by that. I didn't know that it was possible. Yeah, me either. I didn't know they were even getting involved in, in video. So the fact that they're kind of going to you know, podcasts. I mean, my podcast has been on Spotify since they started doing it. I'm, I'm sure your guys is also. Yeah, yeah. we're on there. Yeah. yeah so, there. you know, they've been, they've been, uh, you know, in the, in the realm of podcasts for a while. And, and if you use the app, it makes sense to kind of have it all on one app, music, podcasts, all that stuff. But, uh, but I like it. I kind of like the fact that maybe they will become a, a better alternative in regards to restrictions and, and, and all that. I mean, iTunes has been super restrictive. I had issues with Dell Bigtree when he was on last time. And I know just about everybody who had Dell on has magically had iTunes issues. Um, so, I mean, I think people are getting sick of this. And, and to my understanding is that Joe has had he's some frustration with streaming on YouTube with like just being pulled because of, you know, a clip of, of a song or some video that they're talking about and just showing a clip of it. So I think a lot of people are just kind of fed up with it. And for a while it was a monopoly. And now because Spotify is willing to invest and get into that realm, you know, it, it might make YouTube and Google kind of second guess harassing people because now they're like, well, people are just going to go over to uh this other platform they don't so i i agree with you competition is healthy um i joe rogan probably has a pretty good licensing deal so he he they, hey you can't censor my speech or my guests or have really any input in that if we could all get the joe rogan license not necessarily the money but the uh the the freedom of it great um, but they also spotify is gonna have to work on its algorithm how it interfaces with google uh, and are those episodes in Spotify going to be searchable and indexed by Google because the great thing about YouTube is its algorithm and its recommendation ability. Uh, without that, you know, Rogan's got the brand. He's got the name. People are going to search him out. But if you're just a lowly podcaster like me, you're not going to be recommended as much as you would with certain clips on YouTube. But within the past year, YouTube doesn't recommend anything I do. So I don't know. Well, that's the thing. That was kind of what we liked about YouTube for a while was the fact that I can search a documentary on the Federal Reserve or on false flags or whatever it may be. And then it would give me more videos to go further yeah. down those rabbit holes. Right. But now that's not happening. I mean, James Corbett has has said over and over again that, you know, his videos and I've attempted to do the same and search it by the exact title and see if it comes up. And in many cases, you'll find it on other people's YouTube channels, but you won't find it directly from his YouTube channel. I know the Federal Reserve documentary, Century of Enslavement, was a perfect example of it, where you could search the exact title, Century of Enslavement, James Corbett or Corbett Report, whatever, and it'll pop up. But on other people's channels, even though his channel has the most views and is, you know, most likely the one you're looking for. So I think even having that niche of having this great system where you would get recommended stuff that you're looking for and, and whatnot, I think even that's kind of gone. Did you see the Alex Jones clip yesterday when he about a 20 minute clip where he was talking about his conversation with Joe Rogan? I yeah, I did. Exactly. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> no. I, I listened. That, but he he uh he claimed to have a a little conversation with Joe, and Joe was basically acknowledging that yeah, he's had to do and he basically he's had to curtail a certain amount of what he says 
and his speech uh, just to be a little bit more active on YouTube and, and to play nice with what YouTube wants. Right after he signed a deal, Joe, he came out and started talking about Obamagate, which is quite interesting. And uh, Alex basically said, Joe is aware of all the big tech censorship, the new world order, and all the all the heat that really is coming down. And that supposedly Alex Jones, um, you know, uh, Joe Rogan is was very concerned when Alex was taken and deplatformed uh, in a very coordinated effort. So I think Joe was just kind of biding time and looking for an exit. And if he happened to sign a hundred million dollar deal for five years on Spotify, God bless him. Yeah, it was great. I mean, he what he said, and I he, you never know how how much of Alex's version of the conversation is accurate. But That's what right. he said in in that conversation was that um, that he had it written into his contract mm-hmm. with Spotify that Alex Jones would be allowed on there and would be his first guest. Oh wow, I didn't I, I missed that part. But yeah, that's yeah. hey, that's very important. I mean, I guess if you're gonna, you know, if you're talking about it at the at the meeting table, and then you say, well. You say it's fine, but let's put it in the contract. That's yeah, like an old there. Van Halen writer. Like Van Halen said, "We'll play your, sh- we'll play this gig. We only want brown M and M's, though. If there's if That's there's right. any red M and M's in there, we're leaving." Alex Jones is the brown M and M of alternative. <laughs> exactly. It's the shampoo. It is the shampoo. Well, good. Well, I, that- I hope hope it works out better for all of us, and, that, and maybe that is a shot across the bow for uh, YouTube to kind of like. Uh, not come down so hard on stuff, especially when talking about CV. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, YouTube has big problems with that. They are, um, I think it's, if anyone was, you know, maybe people on the, you know, were thinking, oh, this is only happening to fringe, you know, um, content creators or people that are, you know, making too much noise or they're, they're, they're way off the rails and, and YouTube is censoring. That's actually not what's going on. They're censoring all kinds of people in a variety of different topics. Anything that is off of the established mainstream narrative, if you start getting off that, they find some, some weird uh, excuse to uh, demonetize you, shadow ban you, all these things that they do in secret. And then you've got Zach Voorhees coming forward former Google uh, engineer talking about how they have the lists and the code words and all the things that you would put in anything having to do with the Vegas shooting and, and, and the particular school in Connecticut. If you mentioned those things, all these terms would just nullify your search. And like you said, Mike, that the, it, you know, everybody knows Google is the biggest search engine out there, but what most people don't realize is that YouTube search is number two. Of yeah. course, it's powered by Google. So there's a lot of control there. They've got a lot of, they've got the power. They've got the power to make you appear in a search. They've got the power to make it impossible for, for them to find your videos like James Corbett has problems with. And for, Al, or for, for Joe Rogan to leave that, like you said, Ricky, it might be, it might turn out to be uh, good for the rest of us because if he can start peeling off now, you know, Joe Rogan's not going to make a dent in Google's bottom line as far as advertising, but it's, it, it's not about that. It's about symbolically that you get the number one guy who has a massive following that sees the bullshit at YouTube and goes, Oh, he's leaving to go to Spotify because Spotify doesn't do these things. I'm against those things too. I'll go to Spotify as well. So it, it, it's smart for Spotify. Obviously they, you know, 
they're a publicly traded company. They have to watch their, themselves because um, these maniacs can go after them and start to put pressure on them as well. Um, and, uh, and I'm also not totally convinced that the venture capital companies that fund these uh, big tech startups in the early days when they're startups, like when Daniel Eck is out raising money for, for this concept of Spotify, you know, these guys get a seat on your board as well. And I'm not totally convinced that you know, Sequoia Capital and Vent and Kleiner Perkins and these these um, venture capital funds are all on the up and up either. So I think you have to also watch out for them because there's a backdoor way for them to get have a little control and a little say in that. And that comes down to the board of directors and what they're doing, um, who's got a seat at the table. And so, so obviously, YouTube's taking their orders from uh, Council on Foreign Relations and the German Marshall Fund and the Pointer Institute and all these uh, Atlantic Council, all these NGO, you know, globalist organizations, Bilderberg, of course, who's there? You know, Sundar Pichai or Eric Schmidt or, or you know, all these guys have been there for years and years and years. So they're in on the plan. And it's, it's becoming obvious that, that Google slash YouTube is no good to do business with because they will screw you over in the end because they act just like a government agency where they pretend to be, you know, they're free and they make this available. And then if you go, if you get a little bit off the rails with them, they squish you and they have, there's no repercussions for them because their stock price is through the roof. They're worth, you know, half a trillion dollars. Nobody can really touch them. So it's, it's, it's a great sign for freedom and for independent media. Uh, and hopefully Spotify won't cave on this. I mean, maybe they can't contractually with, with Rogan, but, but for everyone else that wants to go over there, um, hopefully they maintain themselves as, as, a, as a platform that doesn't cave into the censorship. I heard they're only censoring people with big penises, but I, I, that's just something that I heard. Yeah. That, Ricky, you, can you, you speak to that? Yeah, uh, penis. Man. I can't because I actually haven't been censored yet, so that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> they censor me all like crazy for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, they're all over you, Mike. <laughs> the, it, it's. I, I will say when you look at a uh, valuetainment and London Real, like I give them a lot of credit. London Real just did a a. I don't know if you guys saw, but they had Doctor uh, Batar back on. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And he had, they did a show with 150 other doctors or maybe 160, something like that. And it was crazy. So Dr. Buttar is doing the interview and are talking to, to uh, Brian, the host of London Real. And then they're kind of like, okay, how many of these doctors agree with what he just said? And they're raising their hands and they're kind of showing you on the screen, all these doctors and all these doctors, you could see their whole name. You could see everything, you know, who they are, their faces. And you know, 99% of the time, they all agreed in with the same thing. So when you're seeing all this censorship, when people are like, oh, well, you know, most doctors agree or this, and it's like, nah, man, like when you're talking about pandemic being censored, because you're saying it's one lunatic doctor that nobody agrees with, like, that's not true, you know, and they've done such a great job of creating this like left right thing where just like now if you're talking to people about the lockdown real quickly like it seems like you're talking about politics i'm like wait wait i'm not saying i'm for trump or anti-trump i'm not saying you know it's like it's like everybody who's anti-trump is for the lockdown anybody who is uh you know pro-trump is is you know is against the lockdown and it's like well that's you can you don't have to be you know, in those little groups, like you can, we can kind of talk about all the issues and then decide, but you know, over and over again, you're seeing people kind of taking teams based on their political views. 
and not really looking at this logically. And, I, and that's becoming a huge issue. I mean, back to the Rogan thing, like my understanding of what he says, because he put a little video out. It sounds like he's saying, and maybe you guys are right. Maybe it's just specifically for him. It doesn't mean that Spotify in the future won't decide to put some restrictions on what people say or what they do on, on their uh, platform. But for the time being, what Joe, Rog- what Joe Rogan is saying is that on for his show, nothing's going to change. He can continue doing it the way he's doing it. He has no restrictions, no censorship. And uh, so let's hope that stays that way because really a lot of these show- shows, I mean, even Alex Jones, like him or not, like his show, Joe Rogan show, a lot of these shows, the one thing they all have in uh, in common is the fact that you do feel like they can talk about anything and you don't know where the conversation is going to go. And it seems more honest than what you see on TV or what you hear on, on regular radio. And I, I think that's what people like about podcasts. That's one of the reasons why podcasts blew up. I mean, it was the same reason why I think YouTube blew up, you know, when loose change came out, when Zeingeist came out and this was going, uh, you know, viral on these uh, platforms and you could go down rabbit holes and find all these, you know, cool documentaries that you can't find anywhere else. That's what people liked about it was the fact that you could get something that was against the grain and something, some alternative to the mainstream. And that's what why we like podcasts, because it was a place where I felt like I could have a show where I could talk about anything and nobody was going to tell me to not talk about that or censor me or whatnot. So, uh, you know, let's hope that podcasts can continue that. I mean, I'm not... It sucks because YouTube is one of those platforms where Google, YouTube, I mean, all Facebook, even though they suck and, and there's issues with them, I mean, it is nice to kind of use them to some degree hoping that even if you get a couple new viewers or or fans because of those platforms it's worth continuously using them but i think if we get a real alternative eventually you know maybe we'll we'll, uh, some real tech savvy person is like yeah this is what we need we need a a, a alternative to these uh these big mainstream platforms and and you get somebody who's way smarter than we are in regards to being tech savvy and they'll create a really user-friendly nice looking website that that will go head to head on on youtube because i mean mike you're pretty i'm I'm assuming you're way more tech savvy than probably charlie and i i mean do you think that's been one of the issues with a alternative really coming forward is is the fact that any alternatives that there has been till now haven't been that great haven't been that user-friendly there hasn't been like you know an easy app like youtube and stuff like that uh, one of the major issues is storage. It takes a lot of money to run YouTube and hosting the video, not even just hosting the video on a server, but then you have content streaming servers, which are servers that are closer to its final destination. So it gets to you quicker. That's why ads can load much quicker than some videos uh, because those ads are preloaded on those servers. So it takes, that takes a lot of money uh, to get up and going like BitChute, for instance, that's a great and complicated app, but it's UI is kind of, janky you know it's not that well constructed they if they put a fresh coat of paint on it uh it might it might do a little bit more but they still have to play in the realm of the regular uh search engines and the regular internet it's tough to do then you also have things like minds which is a great social media alternative and it might be wise for shows like us to do controversial more controversial shows to focus on those avenues because you might have a, a bigger audience even though there's a smaller pool to to draw from, most likely like-minded people. But, for instance, I'm learning a lot more about Amazon Web Services right now uh, because it's it's a necessity for my career. Now, I could build a giant, great, big app. Sam! 
Sorry to cut hey you off, guys. Mike. Hey, what's up? Hey. What's up? Well, Tripoli, what is up, eye. bud? Hey, How Midnight Mike. You? Midnight Mike, you ever meet Sam? I have not met Sam Tripoli. I've heard a lot about him. I've listened to his show quite a bit. Uh, thank you, and it's all lies. <laughs> Put some pants on, Sam. Exactly. For God's sake. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Sorry I got to do it on my phone. I'm on dad duty right now, so uh, I can't be <laughs> on my uh, computer, but I'm just super excited to be here, and thanks for uh, inviting me. Hey, yeah, I, I figured, you know, I, it's a Friday night. I figured, you know, Mike, uh, Is it Charlie, Friday? I have no, I thought it was Thursday. <laughs> it, you know, it's funny you say that because it, the days are blending into one another. And it, I do need a reminder from time to time, like what day it is. But it, it, I wanted to do, I figured these Friday night shows, they're, uh, Charlie, Mike and I, we, they're kind of casual and whatnot. Then I figured if we all live together and we're getting together to hang out, I'd probably be thrown in by a bunch of other people I think would be cool to add to the conversation and the hangout. So I'm like, why not do that in a podcast form? You know, why not throw the invite? I threw the invite out to Whitney Webb and Jeffrey Wilson, a couple other people. I'm like, hey, if you're around, uh, swing by, jump in, and uh, we'll make it an alternative media hangout. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, just chill and, and have a casual conversation. I Recently, we were talking about the Joe Rogan thing about him going to Spotify. You want to throw in your two cents on that? How how you feel? Do you think? Uh, it's a- super excited for him. Couldn't be happier. He's a, been a good friend of mine for a long time, and I know there's a lot of like, you know, what, oh, oh, is he control all this stuff? I, I just the Rogan I know is just this dude <clears throat> that is. Uh, good luck trying to get him to do whatever he doesn't want to do. Um, but <laughs> you know, and then there's this whole thing that you know Spotify's owned by you know Alphabet and. But, you know, I, I honestly believe this is his attempt at uh, getting out of uh, YouTube. And I, I, my opinion is, is like, if they're asking him to leave YouTube, leave Apple, uh, he's going to have something in that contract that he could do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants. And that's kind of my opinion, that this is going to be, this is a move to tell YouTube to go fuck themselves. And that's my honest opinion to be, I had a conversation with him two days before it was announced, or at least I think it's the day before it was announced. And, you know, he's calling me up to see like how I was doing. Cause you know, he heard how, how I was getting screwed with everything. Uh, and we talked and I'm going to be honest with you, man. He was really upset with the uh, lady who runs YouTube, like really upset that she was censoring doctors and science that we're talking about, you know, hydrochloroquine and all that stuff. I'm sure I butchered that, but you know, um, that he really wasn't happy with her and what she was doing. And so is my hope that this is like a punk rock move, which I, I think is, would fit what Joe does. And, uh, it's a hundred million dollar punk rock move, but I love it, dude. So my, I'm the eternal optimist and I think it's a great move. Yeah, we're actually all on board with that. I think we kind of agree that it's good that somebody with his type of power is actually fighting back. And he, I know he, when he had Dr. Rhonda Patrick on recently and other people, he has talked about how, you know, he, it was kind of weird that the CEO of YouTube is, is censoring people for talking about vitamin C. I mean, things that are just ridiculous. And it, it, it's gone to the point where it's just, we need people like, you know, I've talked about it before, like London Real, Value Payment, Joe Rogan, 
uh, these big platforms that are willing to kind of fight back a little bit. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I agree. I think I think it's a good thing. You've had your issues uh, recently with. Um, did, did are you back on Twitter yet? You and no, uh, I still don't have my uh, my original Sam Tripoli Twitter. <laughs> That's been suspended. I've not been told what tweet got me in trouble. Uh, they've told they have not told me why they suspended it, and I am now, you know, trying. I mean, I'm I have my tinfoil hat one, but I, you know, it's just like I don't know, man. Kind of over Twitter, dude. I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over Jack and his hypocrisy of how he lets some people say something and other people can't say other things, and they're always on the wrong side of the issue every time, and it's like. What are you guys about? I mean, like, you guys are, like, making decisions that hurt humanity. And to me, that's a bad sign of who you are. Now you just tweeted a slice of pizza, and it sucks we can't even enjoy a a pizza now without it being symbolism of something shady. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I, you know what, dude? I wish wish Joe Rogan would take $4 of that $100 he made and go buy MySpace and just turn it into the most free speech place ever because here's the problem we're running into every place we want to go to is janky it's just not as simple as youtube it bitch you i love them i root for them every time i upload a video there it's just like i hope it gets uploaded i hope it's there most of the time it's still buffering and it's not i'm not trying to be negative against them because they are trying but like we need a shiny object place and like four mils for me, it's a lot of money, but for these guys, it's not, you can buy the name. And the whole reason MySpace crashed and burned is because Tom wouldn't sell our data to the intelligence community. Really? So they just, yeah, they went to him. He's like, kiss, kiss rocks. I'm out. And they basically took life log and gave it to Zuckerberg, made up a fake story about those twins. And that's where life, that's what Facebook came from. Yeah, I got kicked off. I got kicked off Twitter. Stop showing your dick, man. (laughs) I got kicked off Twitter in February for jokingly replying to someone else's tweet saying, when are we going to throw Bill Gates in a volcano? And it's obviously a joke because I don't know of any volcanoes and I don't know Bill Gates and I'm not going to do it. And it wasn't organizing people, but they said I was inciting violence and hatred. And they didn't suspend me. They threw me off. Literally, they said, "You're done." All every if you go to my account, it's I had to start a new one. So it w- so now I have 250 followers. So I look like somebody that you know is you know new. Which of course you know my account is new, but it's bullshit. You know I got to start all over again because what? Because because some computer program doesn't have a sense of humor. It doesn't get nuance and everything, and it's bullshit. And I got th- I got suspended before f- from responding to, to Sam's tweet. And, and Sam said something about, you can't say retarded. And I said, I said, retarded, retarded, retarded. And it's like, boom, it put, they put me in <laughs> for a week. <laughs> I Stupid. I mean, it's, there's, it doesn't make any sense. I got originally suspended for paraphrasing Tropic Thunder. And I would never go fully retarded. And then a guy goes, that's offensive. And then I go, okay, then go fully retarded. And they, that's what suspended me for a week. And then this came out of nowhere. And I, it's, it's one of three tweets that got me in trouble. It's either 
me just retweeting that China has put 5G on the top of the Himalayas or Mount Everest. I don't even know. And then it's, or it could be me talking about the mayor of Chicago, who I call Five Head, because she has a forehead plus another floor. So I call <laughs> her Five Head. Uh, she's talking about the new world order. I mean, blatantly to the point where I think it's meant to get us to fight uh, nonlinear warfare. And or it's me telling a guy that his mom's asshole is a Stargate that Q used to go back in time and stop Hillary Clinton from winning the 2016 election. So to oh, me, I read any that of one. those. That, that one was beautiful. So much anymore. We'll start, you guys. We'll start. <laughs> <laughs> I love I loved the Stargate tweet. I was a fan of that. But I mean, yeah. but you got it. Now you're self-censoring. Now we're all self-censoring. And that's, that's even more devious. Yeah, that that part of it is really scary because I even find myself like sometimes like oh if I post this am I gonna be you know get in trouble or is are they gonna That's you know it, it's it truly is racist though because it's only it, it, I mean like yeah Candace Owen gets in trouble but for most part it's white guys that's you know like that Asian chick at at the uh, at the New York yeah. Times who said all white people should die she didn't get kicked off. That's inciting violence. And it's just, it's all done to uh, get us all to fight with each other. And then it's like, how many trolls and bots are there just starting fights with everybody? Like, there's a reason why they don't want you to have to use your real name, right? It's because then they couldn't do that astroturfing, fake movement shit, getting everybody to fight with each other. That's the whole reason they don't make you use your real name on most of these platforms obviously Pornhub nobody wants to use a real name on Pornhub but outside of that like when you're interacting with people I, I think you should have to use your real name yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a dicey one you know I, I get I get your point though I mean that's it I mean like if you're trolling people all the time it's very easy to troll people when you don't have to use your real name oh yeah uh, it's very easy it's very which, easy. Which is why you see more of it on, on YouTube. You see more of it on Twitter where you can, you know, we're on Facebook. You don't see quite as much because of the fact that a lot of times people are using, you know, the real information. So, I mean, I guess that's one of the benefits of, of YouTube. I and mean, the, the MySpace thing, that's not a, a, a horrible idea, to be honest, because, you know, we were just talking about Mike's the, the most tech savvy person on this podcast. And, you know, he... he was breaking it down about why it's so hard f to create a competitor to these big platforms. Mike, you want to, because actually uh, Sam also, if you guys aren't aware, he also has a, a, a alternative website called broken simulation, which is uh, you know, a, a similar type idea where you're giving people another option to put their, their podcasts or whatnot. Charlie, thank Yeah. Thank you guys. And Charlie, thank you for uploading there. I'm starting to get a couple people that start uploading their stuff. I just found this, new website by this lady named amy it's like amy says wtf and dude her videos are fire dude and she's only got like a thousand subscribers mm -hmm. so it's like it's fun gonna be the fun to watch her grow and then lose her fucking channel but <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great i mean her her stuff is fire but yeah man thanks for posting there i want to oh, yeah. get it so that you could upload right to the website but then that's going to cost me some more money so you have to use Vimeo or uh, Vimo or Vimeo, yeah, whichever one, and um, YouTube at this moment. But it's not, 
but it's a nice play. I'm trying to get all the conspiracy theorists under one umbrella. So you just go there and you can find all your favorites. And we got a lot of traffic a month ago. Like we all got over a million visitors. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the process of, of writing an algorithm, a recommendation algorithm that uh, will live on Amazon web services. But here's the trick. If Amazon doesn't like what I'm doing or recommending, they can take my stuff off their service. And dealing with all the content, hosting all the content, if it happens to go viral, that I would incur a very large bill from Amazon Web Services. Uh, it's no easy or cheap task to, to build an app. And if it becomes successful and you're hosting a lot of content, then it's, you're just going to get a bill because we want to host and provide links to podcasts and other cool shows and videos. We're not necessarily going to be charging for it, but that's where it's a bit of a pitfall. YouTube primarily runs at a loss and is kind of offset by the rest of the Alphabet company. I don't know how BitChute is making its money besides generous donations or where that content actually lives, and uh, they could be easily cut off from like certain uh, traffic managers like Cloudflare, so yeah, if you're Sam, if you're putting everything under one umbrella, great. Um, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, but the, the the beauty of YouTube is the recommendation, and that's what I want to build a conspiracy paranormal podcast recommender. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. And I mean, we all know that YouTube isn't a business. If it was a business, it wouldn't have gotten rid of an algorithm that cost them eighty billion dollars. I mean. That's how powerful our community is. And I get really upset with our, our, our the people who watch our videos because all they do is like they, they bitch about YouTube. But the minute you ask them just to go to this other website, they just throw tantrums and refuse to do it. And it's like you're not asking them to get in a plane and fly somewhere or dr- get in their car, drive somewhere. You're asking just put this this website address in your address bar and hit send, and it's that simple. And you change the game, and that's what it's got to get to. People have to wake up, and I'm, you know, I know Spotify again is owned by Alphabet, but hopefully that will get people to think they only to get stop being lazy and go into one website. Well, I broken simulation is working nice. It, it it I'm I'm more than happy to contribute content there because I get additional eyeballs to it that wouldn't find it otherwise. I put it on YouTube and then I just put the link in there in broken simulation and it posts it and that that works great for me. Um and I'm glad you guys are doing that because we need some place for people to meet, you know, that isn't run by some, you know, if it's run by you, then we know who you are. We know what you're about. And so we know that you're not going to be up there trying to censor people or kicking, you know, kicking people out of there. But we, cause we've got to trust the source. You've got to trust the source. And you can't, when you get to these major corporations, you don't know who, who they're taking orders from. You don't know who, you don't know. You don't know. So, um, to well, have Charlie, small, you, no, I was going to say Charlie because a- I- iconic is isn't that kind of what he's trying to do with that, David yeah. Ike? Yeah, yeah, and my show lives on iconic as well. It's David Ike's uh, platform. It's i c k o n i c dot com, and and it's just it's behind a paywall. But m- like like we all know, 
and we've been talking about this stuff costs money. I mean, if it was cheap to do it, they'd put it on there and not charge anything for it. But because it costs money to host these things and run this business, you got to charge. And so that's sort of the, that's, that's the problem. We're, we're so trained to expect all the content for free because we've been getting yeah. it. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. The minute you start to put a paywall there, people go, uh, I don't know if I really want that. And I can understand that. But if we're going to get away from this, if we're going to get away from the censorship and the shadow banning and all this and the alphabet agencies running these multinational corporations and screwing with us, we might have to pay a couple bucks a month. And I don't know that that's too much to ask. So yeah, I'm on Iconic and, um, and that's behind a paywall, but they have a ton of original content there. It's not it's not Netflix. I mean, they charge about the same amount as, as Netflix. So people go, Oh, well for Netflix, I can get this. And if iconic, I could, you know, I won't get as much. That's true. That's obviously true. And they're, they're growing. They've only been around since November. So they're, they're coming out of the ground, but, um, but we've got to support, you know, platforms that are willing to, to host this information because, you know, it's just a, it's a battle daily for these people. Here's my biggest issue with everything is that, even if you go and do your own thing, they will come and they'll mess with that as well. They're and messing that's my, with Iconic. So, so I did an episode on whether Hitler was a Rothschild. Answer, here's a hint. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> exactly. so I, I put that on. Uh, I, put, I, I put on YouTube and I took the link and I went to uh, Broken Simulation. I put it on there. Right? I do it with every episode immediately as soon as i get uploaded i get this woman on twitter goes hey dude where's i th- i don't i think it was episode 312 i'll say where's episode 312 i'm like it's on youtube he's like it's not on broken simulation so i go check youtube it's gone and that and then i go check it on uh broken simulation it's gone i'm like wow i must not have uploaded it so then i go and i upload it on youtube and when it's about to like upload it goes error you already uploaded this video you can't upload it again Mm -hmm. so not only did they wipe it off of youtube but they went to broken simulation and wiped it off of that as well wow because you're using the youtube link to populate it in broken simulation because i have to do it myself when when i go to take the youtube link and put it in there so but they they took down the post the post isn't even there so it's like yeah, so it, it's not that the 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 post was there with no video. There was no post. Oh my at god, all. that's WordPress too. Yeah, that's it's connected through WordPress. Oh my god, that's serious business right there. And that's the whole thing. So it's like what we need is like a uh, like the what Elon Musk is trying to convince everybody he is like that's what we need. Like someone with deep pockets to create a server that does not pile to these guys like our own version of you know explorer firefox uh chrome and that isn't part of this system that would allow us to upload our own video i am talking way too much i'm sorry guys i had a lot of coffee <laughs> no, it, 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 it's gonna take it would take hundreds of millions of dollars, but it's definitely possible to do. There's a lot of independent browsers out there. It's just coming up with the right browser plugin and then streaming all your stuff to one server where it is recorded there and then spread out, distributed out to other platforms. So it's always preserved 
on the host server and never stored ultimately on YouTube or Twitch. Like I have to go to Twitch, download there, edit the video, then it'll go back up on YouTube eventually uh, if they ever take my stuff down. What we should do, man, is do one of these Zoom meetings with as many of the big names in our genre and have a talk. All right, I'll leave. Where? No, no, no. You're here. You're, you're, in. you're First in. You're of all, in. You're in. Mike, you're the only person who knows how to do any of this. Because if you left, it'd be just a bunch of cavemen tr- trying to figure out how to... Uh... And we would all just sit there and go, where do we all want to go? What is the website that yeah. we all want to go to to make this thing cook with gas? Because as soon as I got you know demonetized on YouTube and I posted it, Every single website that's trying to get some action going, hit me up. Hey, come here, come here, come here. And it was so many of them. And I'm like, we're just going to be on 18 different websites. And it's just, it's, it's, and that is, you know, the hand of the CIA. That's what they do. They create the one thing that, um, that everybody goes to. They, they create this brand of excellence that everyone goes to. So we have to somehow, some way, if it's possible, do it on our own. We can't. I don't it's, know. It, it'll be the union of the unwanted. And we have I to- love that. And that uh, is a great name for a band, yeah. a podcast, <laughs> a website. We got to get together, uh, basically write a now. form, and then approach places like Gab or Mines or any place like that, some any kind of alt tech place, and say, look, we're willing to give you X amount of traffic if you can do X, Y, and Z. Um, we probably could do it. Just take a lot of organization. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it is one of those things where if we get enough people involved, somebody in the group won't be lazy. And help yeah, us that's out. True. <laughs> but well, you know what it is? It's like, we all need to just sit down and go, this is what we're going to do. And then we just get a bunch of our super fans who live for this. And be the I, that would love to be a part of something to help us work on this. And yeah. they're out there. I mean, they're they're out there. People. I mean, we're all contacted all the time. I get people contacting me. Sam, I'm sure you guys all get contacted all the time. Uh, there's people out there who really appreciate what we're doing and what we're attempting to do. And you know, there's going to be somebody out there who has the time on their hands, is tech savvy, who can who can maybe help out. But you're right. I mean, bringing everybody together isn't a bad idea. I mean, broken simulation. I like the idea of broken simulation. I like the idea. I, I, I've been speaking of being lazy. I, I think I started putting up a video. I mean, like the process ran into a, a couple of hiccups. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't it working? And then I have to go back to to. It's literally the easiest thing, dude. It's just like put the Thanks, in rub the it bar. in. Rub it in. Uh, it's, I mean, like, dude, <laughs> I'm just I am computer stupid, dude. I am so dumb when it comes to computers, you know. And I just plug, 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 bam, and you're you're good to go. Uh, that's the whole thing. I just want to put everybody. And here's the best part: is you get all the views. You get all the views. You get your. Everyone's like, I don't know. I'm like, dude, just put your link in there. You get all the views. I don't get any of the views. I don't want the views. I, and I just want enough traffic that the, the ads on there pay for the site and the guy who helps me run it. That's all I want. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah, the guy who helps you run it gave me the instructions on how to post uh, a video. 
And every time I post a video, I have to pull up those instructions and I go step by step because mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm going to screw it up. And Here's what you do. You go in, you hit new, you hit the new, the content. You come in, the first box you do is you put your title in. The yep. second box right below it, you hit the little like plus symbol on the side. That comes up, a YouTube or a Vimo logo will come up. Click that. You take the link, your link from your video, put that in there and hit enter. Boom, it comes up. At that point, you don't even have to do anything more. After that, you just copy and paste all the description from your YouTube video at the bottom and you're done and you hit upload. Done. Done. I am dumb and it's so easy. And I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling with you. You lost Charlie at the second box. I think. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I have a friend of mine named Tommy G., and this guy, you know, he got into conspiracies and uh, him and his brother used to listen to my show. And then they started a conspiracy podcast and it's doing really well. And Tommy G is one of those smart guys, you know, that just knows how to rabble rouse and get people to check out stuff. He does a lot of stuff that I just don't do because uh, he's smart and I'm dumb. But he wants to. He's trying to get investors to create kind of what we're talking about. So. I would love to have just a place where people could upload their stuff and it would just be our thing. And he's a crazy guy. He's the best. He's like one of those. He's like a, a, a financial genius that just loves conspiracy. So hopefully down the line that, you know, we'll have another place too for all of us to go. But the key is to get us on one, you know, it's like David Icke has his, Alex Jones has his, like that does us no good. We got to have like one place where all of us are at and then, you know, and then we all have to kind of, it's kind of what a blockchain is, right? Yeah. Like a blockchain is this community. Everybody validates everybody else. And then we keep the crazies out who are, who are either going to be controlled opposition or agents of chaos that will come and try to upload kitty porn just to get us in trouble and do all that dumb shit, you know? That's what we got to do. And it's going to take work. But I think if we all just come together and just maybe get some super fans to help out, we could do something pretty amazing. Well, Sam's trying to round us up into one place. You hear that? (laughs) Oh, shit. That's how it gets. Everybody meet me here. I like bring your wives and (laughs) bring your wives, right? And start yeah. a cult. Hey, That's you, how it always starts. Yeah. Uh, did you guys ever hear that? You ever talked to Oli Demigard, I believe it was, that yeah. was talking about how Building 7, that was everybody who was involved, was told to go there to watch, and that's why they collapsed. I it. believe it. I, oh, I, I haven't heard that. I, I had a late night either. session with Ole in Mexico where we at a bar till 3 o'clock in the morning talking about operation gladio my brain hurt afterwards dude knows so much about all that stuff but i didn't we didn't get on the topic of building seven that's crazy i you know i think building seven is non-linear warfare okay why is there 90 camera angles of this building that just randomly goes down right and then we all fight over it yet nobody most people don't know about building six and nobody ever talks about building six and it's like I remember I had Greg Carwood on my show and I'm like, yeah, come on. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk building six. He, he goes, you mean building seven? I go, no, dude, building six. And Tim Dillon was the same way. Nobody knows about it because that to me is without a doubt, 
there something insider went on. And that's why and they just put the I tried to I got in a discussion with Rogan. He just didn't want to hear it. But it's like <laughs> when ABC News allows that teacher to go on and say that cops were shooting kids at that school. Yes. That's done purposefully so that the conspiracy community go, oh, my God, look what she said. It confirms. And then you'll always have the other people be like, no, man, it was a lone gunman who shot and killed them. And then we're just arguing all the time. Yep. There's no way ABC lets that out unless they're purposely letting it out. Well, it, it was always weird how the owner of Builder, Building 7 during an interview just says, pull it. You know, he's like, and then I said, pull it like the fact that that video is out there. And then even the video what was a BBC who was reporting that the building fell before it actually fell. And it was actually standing up right behind them. It was uh, like all that stuff. It's like, wait, they, are they that dumb or was it a big mistake because there's so much going on? Or like you said, you know, like J- uh, uh, Sam said, it, it is one of those things where it was just trying to distract us from something else. And and honestly, like n- knowing the things that we know. Like nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Like no theory seems crazy enough for me. Like anything is possible. Are, are you changing diapers right now, Sam? <laughs> no, I'm feeding babies. Uh-huh. I'm sorry if they're too no, loud. That's all right. that's no, all right. no, dude. Nice. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> are they Daddy your babies duty. or somebody else's babies? They're so cute. I question whether they're mine. <laughs> Since we got Sam here, I'd like to get his opinion on this clip from 2015. This comes from November 2015. And this is Alex Jones. I know you've interacted with Alex Jones a number of times. You're probably friendly with him. So I'd like to get your opinion on what he says here. He was threatening those of us that know. Why do you think people know all this about Bill Gates now and his secret meetings on population control? Because we've blown their operation wide open. Because we don't care. We'll go up against them. I hate Bill Gates. I hate him. That's 2015. Listen, you know... I, uh, w- one of my favorite people to interact with, we do in DMs, is Adam Green, and he can't stop shouting at me about a- Alex Jones being controlled opposition. And I don't know, man. I know a lot of people in his family have been intelligence. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, one, I find Al- I find Alex Jones beyond entertaining, and two, pretty much right most of the time. Now there are a lot of stuff that people complain about Alex, like he doesn't go after Israel and he's got a, you know, he goes after his chai comms. I'm like, well, you know, that's what we got Adam Green for. You can go after Israel. Uh, 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 Alex Jones can go after the chai comms. I like, I mean, like, dude, he's way more right than he is wrong. Whatever he represents, I don't know. But the times I've interacted with him, he is the nicest guy. He's very generous. And I mean, dude, I'm very blessed. He's been on my show twice. He doesn't have to do it. And it's a giant get for my show. And I I love talk. I can talk to that dude all day and I enjoy it. And he's right again. He's right again. He's right about the Chaikon. He's right about satanic pedophilia. He's right about them trying to, you know, this ID 2020 stuff that they're trying to shove down. So he seems to be more right than he is wrong. And I, I like Alex Jones. I've, I enjoyed interacting with him. And he's been more than kind to me when he didn't. I would go on and do jokes about Israel, just see if I could poke the bear. And he's still always really nice. So I like him. That, and he's right again. Bill yeah. Gates 
is is an enemy to humanity, and I don't know why we're allowing him to walk free. Well, uh, that's a great response. I was wondering if you can comment on this next clip that I have by Alex Jones. You know, oh, I'm no. sitting there with my you know my underwear. I mean, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> is is it amazing if he's sitting in his underwear? Have you seen that? I don't know, but he'll eat his neighbor's ass. Yes, too, I've so heard that's that. all I know. Oh yeah. And I feel like I have something to do with that because I've been eating ass since 85 and I don't know any other human being who has ever ate ass before that. No one's ever come forward and said, well, I ate ass in 82. So I've been eating ass <laughs> since 85. I am the Rosa Parks of ass eating. And I, 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 I'm, pretty pro- I'm pretty proud of that. Founding like father Jones, of ass eating. <laughs> Alex Jones' ass eating is a limited hangout. I think he does much more than that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree completely. I agree. You know, and here's the thing about our community, and I push really hard back, is that, um, you know, everybody is a shill. And I think it just is, again, done. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people, obviously, in our community that are LARPs. And, you know, it is. But it's not everybody. And everyone's always like, you know, oh, the left just eats themselves alive. What, what do you think the, 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 the conspiracy community does? I mean, they can't stop going after Whitney Webb. And I love her research. I, I love know. hearing what she has to say. She's wonderful. I don't know what her dad did. I don't know. People don't know what my dad did. My dad was a teacher. He was a scumbag. I'm his dad. I'm my father's son. But, you know, it's <laughs> like I would hate to be judged by my father and what my father was like. So I love Whitney Webb. I love Amarange. I think her, 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 uh, you know, her research great. And when I saw Whitney Webb and the amazing Polly going at it, that's our community's Tupac and Biggie right there. And they were going <laughs> at each other. Right? I'm like, please stop it. Stop fighting. Stop it. No, bad. You know, it's like, it's just, it's just anti-productive in my, in, in my opinion. Stop well, calling everybody a shell. That's my opinion. Well, the thing is, it, they, if you disagree with somebody about anything, it's like they're immediately a shell. It's like you can agree with somebody on everything, and then you find that one topic that somebody might disagree with, and then all of a sudden, oh, they're a shell. They're a shell. I mean, the Alex Jones thing is a perfect example. I mean, people can say what they want. Like, okay, you know, does he kind of stretch the the truth sometimes? Does he connect dots? You know, that that aren't really that close, but. For the most part, like you said, there's a little bit of truth to just about everything he says. He might kind of make it more entertaining or blow it out of proportion at times. But even like, you know, obviously the the gay frog thing. Remember, like there was a little bit of truth to that. It sounded funny, you know, but there was a little bit, you know, uh, of truth to that. There's a little bit of truth to just about everything he says. And I think even though he's, you know, people say, oh, well, he does more harm than good or, or whatnot. It's like, I don't know how I don't think do he that. does. How do you I don't do think that? Because he red pilled a lot of people. I mean, myself. I mean, some of the initial stuff I ran into when I first started getting, you know, down these rabbit holes, it was Alex Jones stuff. I mean, obviously, loose change, Zeingeist. I mean, there's all. So it's like you don't have to agree with all these people on everything. I mean, I had Titus Frost. Are you guys familiar with Titus Frost, the yeah. YouTuber? You know, I had him on uh, not too long ago. He's uh, also from Massachusetts, and we had a cool conversation. And we're talking about how alternative media sometimes eats itself, and all this infighting. And and I was uh, talking to him about. It. He did a roundtable discussion with um, what was it? I believe it was on. I don't know if it was the coronavirus one or the Epstein one. It might have been the Epstein one. And he was doing this, try, attempting to put together this roundtable discussion, similar to kind of you know what I do. 
And he, he, uh, he talked about how certain people didn't want to come on because other people are on there and they're afraid that they're going to call them out or, or point fingers or whatever. And, uh, you know, to me that, that, that sucks because it, you know, and, and I hate to say it, but you know, it's somebody that we all know, like Ryan Dawson is, 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 uh, one that's kind of known for that. When he was on my show, he bashed loose change. And I love Jason Burmis. I think he sincerely is a good person. And just like myself, like I'm going to be wrong on shit sometimes, but just because you can pinpoint a occasion when Jason Burmis was wrong, it doesn't mean he's a shill. It doesn't mean he had his only intentions were to steer people in the wrong direction. It means maybe he got, you know, some information wrong, but well, at the end of the I'm going to tell you that dude, I hate to cut you off, but no, go ahead. I'm with you on that, man. I love Ryan Dawson. I love having him on the show when he comes to LA we always do a show at the comedy store. I, I lost a lot of respect. And this is something I hate about Alex Jones, too. I don't like how they were getting into Joe Rogan's personal life. I don't like how they were saying stuff about what goes on in Joe's life. I love Ryan Dawson. I lost a lot of respect when he did that because I just don't. That's just unnecessary. The guy, the guy hasn't killed anybody, raped anybody, molested anybody. And he's Why not the wrong? enemy. He's not yeah. the enemy. He's not and the enemy. Ryan, yeah. And he just like, I get it, Ryan. Ryan, here's Ryan. Ryan's very passionate about his take on 9-11. And that's great. But he just he gets so hunkered in on this one take that he can't come to grips with the fact that somebody has a different take. But at the end of the day, we all agree it's an inside job. Yeah. We just have degrees of different how what I personally think that the 19 hijackers was all just a fucking bullshit lie. They were here and they just used that as the lay layers of bullshit. And they flew a, a, a fucking drone into the building and they hit it with direct energy weapons. That's what I personally believe. Ryan Dawson would call me a crazy person if he heard that. But it's my opinion and I believe it. But guess what? We both believe that there was an inside job by three different governments. That's my opinion. And we we both I and mean, we all believe that those details aren't nearly as important as the fact that we we agree that there's somebody manipulating the media, manipulating what's going on in the world and using it for wars, for profiting, for increasing their power, uh, all this stuff. So that's what's important. You know, Titus Frost, he was talking about how Whitney Webb found out that uh uh, Ryan Dawson was inviting. He's like, Oh, I don't want to come on because you know, he, and he, I'm saying this publicly because Titus said this on my show. So it's public uh, information that, you know, Whitney Webb felt uncomfortable coming on because of that. And Jason Burmis too. And it's like, those are two of my favorite people to talk to. I mean, and they, you can, you know, to, to, to have all this infighting, like put your energy towards, you know, t towards the people who are actually hurting our lives, taking our freedoms away, that their decisions are actually, they're actually uh, causing death and suffering and all that stuff. Put your energy towards that because at the end of the day, like, you know, for example, you know, uh, uh, David Icke, I think most of us agree. Yeah. The reptilian thing, agree with that or not. Like that's such a little sliver of his work. And 
even if you disagree with that, there's a lot of other great information that you'll probably agree with if you give give him a chance and you listen uh, to him speak and do his 24 hour you know lectures because he does like the longest lectures ever. Um, but uh, to me, it's like all this infighting doesn't do any good to the movement. I think you know when you meet people like the four of us, you know we've all met a lot of different people in, in the podcast world. <laughs> And in alternative media, like you might not agree with everybody, but you can get a sense that like their heart's in the right place and their purpose is the same as yours. Your Their purpose is to spark thought, you know, uh, uh, have conversations that go against the mainstream narrative, help people see things from a different perspective and give them, you know, just a different perspective to look at things. And uh, so it's like if we disagree on certain details, to me, that's not really that important. I mean, James Corbett, you know, who, who has you know, I've talked to a billion times throughout, you know, doing podcasts. I mean, he over and over again brings this up where it's just like, you know, these details aren't as big. These small details aren't as big as the big picture. And, uh, you know, I had a three hour conversation with Ryan Dawson on my podcast. And then me and him kind of went at it after the show because I noticed that um, we disagreed on on uh what i think it was the pentagon and then he got mad and he commented on my on my podcast that he's like oh i didn't know because i think it was after we we talked or maybe during my intro i said well you know me and him disagree on the pentagon and he he wrote a comment like oh i didn't know ricky was gonna go all full retard after the discussion or something like that and i'm like what the fuck we had a three hour great conversation and then you're gonna act like a jerk like that you know and it's just like to me it's like you know uh, it, it is frustrating, because, and I don't want to pick on Ryan Dawson because I think he does. I love Ryan Dawson. Going, I though. love having him on, dude. I love having him on. He's a great guy. It's I think he does like- great work, and he's super intelligent when it comes down to you know a lot of things. Like he gives listening to him talk about nine eleven, JFK, the Civil War. I mean, there's so many topics that he has such an interesting, well researched perspective on. My only issue with him is that, is that creating the infighting is, is that sometimes he gets frustrated because somebody else has a different perspective. I mean, he would probably say a retarded perspective, but it, it, but to me, it's like, you're, you're kind of creating all this infighting and putting your, your focus on, on somebody who's actually on the same team. You know, it's to me, okay, we're, I think most of us are sports fans. Like it's like us being on the Celtics or whatever on, on a sports never, team. never bullshit, Ricky. <laughs> and, and then, and then deciding to like, we're, we're, we're all, our goal is to win this game. You know, Sam might want to run the pick and roll. You know, uh, uh, Charlie be- might want to do an isolation because he has mad skills, you know, and just ISO, you know, but the, the point is we all want to win. Like we all have the same purpose of winning the game. We might go about it differently. We might disagree on what play to run or, or who should get the ball or what defensive strategy. But my point is like, we all have the same goal and we should focus on that. And the same way that like you might have some infighting in a, on a team but yet, you know, you have to remember, hey, we're all in here for the same reason. We have the same purpose. I think alternative media should do the same thing. I'm sorry. That was an awful metaphor. It sounded better in my head. But no, uh, it's cr- my- no, dude, it's like it's like it's like why some people win championships and some people win scoring titles. It's it's the same thing. It's it is it's a great analogy. And it is true. And it's just like there's a guy out there that literally said James Corbett is a shill. And I'm like. You gotta be kidding me. It's like Corbett, Ryan Dawson, Adam Green. The guy said all these people. It's like, it does nothing. It does nothing. It, it, you prove not, it just when you know these people, especially James Corbett is like this pinnacle of just like uh, people who should I go chat? Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. What is, what, how deep is this? How deep is this psyop that he moves to Japan, starts a family, <laughs> and then fucking, <laughs> then he starts, I mean, like, how, it's like I had a, me and Dave Chappelle wrote the, the same exact joke, almost word for word. And it was about that guy who shot up uh, the Orlando gay bar. And everyone's like, he's ISIS. It's like, how deep undercover do you have to go? that you're Islamic jihadist and you're blowing dudes in gay bars. Like that's really, <laughs> that's commitment. really deep. It <laughs> makes no sense at all. At all. It makes no sense. And well, that's, that's, that's like the James Corbett uh, news bud, you know, kind of, that's one of the reasons why he got off Twitter was because he went at it with Sabelle Edmonds, who was kind of doing the same thing. She was turning on, you know, the alternative media because she disagreed with, you know, certain people. And I forget what that, that, infighting was about but but you know it, it is ridiculous it's like you know there's there's actual enemies out there there's actual people out there who are going to ruin our lives attempting to ruin our lives putting you know spending taxpayers money on unjust wars and and pushing this this uh vaccine agenda and all these other agendas and it's like those are people we should we should really get people upset about and uh, you know, so I can't agree with you guys, uh, you know, anymore. And that's the thing that I've loved is that even though there are some infighting for the most part, you know, I've had nothing but a positive uh, experience in the whole podcast world. I mean, uh, Sam was super nice to come on my show. The first time he came on, I met Charlie, you know, Mike, I mean, I've met James Corbett's but was one of the first people on my show six years ago. And I've been super lucky to have tons of uh, great interactions. I mean, I only have maybe you know, I could count on one Yet hand. you have nobody in those seats ever. Every time I'm, I, I, I show you, nobody's ever sitting at the, those tables. Yeah, I'm a lonely man. I'm a lonely man. That's actually where I do. Uh, I have a TV over here. I do my version of uh, Fight Companion. I do. It's called Fights with Friends. And we watch, uh, w you know, that's where we sit. We drink. I actually always have some alcohol down here, you know. No, I'm wrong with that, dude. And, uh, Except for if you got a problem with it, <laughs> which and, I do. Uh, yeah. Well, you've been sober for how long, uh, Sam? Long time, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I, I relapsed like a, like 190 days ago on weed, but, you know, I'm back. And sometimes yeah, so I, I want to do shrooms and God, I just want to do shrooms. Hey, so here, here's, a, here's a question for you, Sam, because, you know, one thing that uh, I... Uh, actually, I was just listening to uh, the latest No Agenda podcast, and they brought this up, and I think it was a really good point. I haven't even occurred to me was how many people are missing out on AA meetings. That oh yeah, well, big time. That's a huge fucking issue, right, dude? In in L this is how bad it is in LA, dude. They would have like they, uh, a sheriff was talking to a comic friend I know, and he was telling them like LA would experience like a couple suicides a week. Uh, they're up to five a day. Wow. wow. Five a day, wow. man. And just like the long term the, effects of this, uh, uh, it's like the negative effects to all this lockdown bullshit is is crazy. And the fact that I'm hearing, you know, they just did speaking of Fight Companion. If you listen to the last Fight Companion, you know, with Eddie Bravo, Rogan, Brian Callen, and uh, Shab, I mean, it was amazing how Eddie Bravo is usually the only one who is like, you know, and now he was saying things that everybody was agreeing with and everybody's on board. It's like, oh, how, dude, 
The, he red pilled two of those Shab and Callen. And Callen, and Callen usually is like now. Brian Callen is usually like very, very anti conspiracy theory. He's and even Mr. on his Blue show <laughs> on on the fighter and the kid, they you know he's he's been very outspoken about. It. He's like you know this doesn't make any sense and how upset he is and and how it's a you know it's a power thing. And uh, you know one thing that he said that was really important was how he's like I really feel like they're trying to restructure society and it that's kind of we lose Sam. Oh, there he is. And uh, there and I, I feel that social conditioning is happening. Like this whole new, no- I hate the term new normal. Like it makes oh. me so upset when I hear new normal and the, like people should be outraged the, hearing that term. Like the fact that like, you know, uh, it's just, it's crazy that like that anybody's accepting this and, and that people are just like, well, things are just going to be different now. Why we like, we, why right. There's so much fucking evidence that like, over every every single podcast I've done in the last three months or two months or whatever it's been, like every podcast I have, hey, did you see this new article about how they mi- misrepresented these numbers or how these tests ha- were contaminated or how these tests were given false positives or how this city said that they uh, the state misrepresented uh, their cases? Like there's evidence after evidence after evidence of it. Like you, it, it, it's just one of those things where just like there couldn't be more evidence about how you can't trust the numbers. So if you can't trust the numbers and you can't trust the tests, then the whole lockdown face mask, glove wearing bullshit, all that is nonsense. Like if, if the structure is wrong, then you can't, I'm getting up, upset. Sorry. Guys. No, no, no. But dude, <laughs> you're 100% right. And just like what they always do, right? The Hillary Clinton, what'd she do? Like she, you know, you listen to Jimmy Dore turn me onto this whole thing is that, you know, she, they did a, they did polls on what they didn't uh what the what everybody liked and didn't like about Hillary and the number one thing they came up with that they didn't like the poll said was her deal that she did the uranium deal with Russia so when she started to falter what did she do she started saying that Trump was a Russian asset and it's the same thing George Bush did to uh, who did he run against the second time? It was Kerry. Uh, Kerry. Kerry, where he said he was like a disgraced Vietnam vet. He's and a everyone flip-flopper. knows that George, that George Bush did, probably didn't even serve. So that's what they do. So let's go to what's going on right now. So I have a friend of mine, and it's like amazing how, in, and I live in LA, which is the, the epicenter of bullshit right now, how all these people, for the last 20 years I've been in this town, just been bombarding me with rich white guys are evil and they're destroying the country, right? And as soon as this shit hit, they're like, listen to the white billionaires. They care. Racist cops are shooting people. Do what the cops tell you to do, right? So now what they're doing, dude, is they're now taking what we've been saying about them and they're they're flipping it on us. So now, now this thing just came out that, and my friend sent it to me. I just wanted to reach through the email and smack him. But he's like, yeah, the Florida and Georgia numbers are being altered. About There's a real rise in cases, but they're altering the numbers so you don't know. Which is that the, the people at the top taking the criticism of all the COVID death numbers, right? And then they're saying that the open up movement is paid for by the other side's version of George Soros. But they never tell you who it is because it's a complete and utter lie. It's the most decentralized movement I've ever seen in my life because there's no lead. Like it's such a 
just all over the place movement. Nobody, I don't, nobody's sent me an email from a leader to say, come here, do this. I'm, maybe it is, but it's just a, they steal the playbook from the other side and they, they, they or they, they uh, transmit what our criticism of them onto what we're doing. It's, it's classic, um, you know, project onto your enemy that which you yourself are guilty of. It's yes. A, it's, a real, it's, a, it's a tactic that works really well. Uh, and I think with this lockdown, one of the things that's, that more than anything that is bothering the general public, not, I'm not even talking about our community of the alternative media, but just the general public, is the hypocrisy of what, where you can and can't go. Where you can't go in a small business, but you can go to Walmart. You can go, you can't go to the beach by yourself because because COVID, right? They, right, they don't even give right. you a good answer. Yeah, it's like, well, you right. can't sit there. You can fish, but you can't sit in a chair there. Well, what the, what yeah. are we talking about here? Are we talking about viruses or are we talking about control? This is uh, this, the analogy. They ran the same operation back when Bush was in power, uh, and it made all the Republicans want to usher in the Patriot Act. This version, what's going on now, is for the more Democratic liberal leaning. It's, the, it's their version of the Patriot Act. It's like yep. saluting to the state. Yep, 100%, dude. Yeah. And that's how they do it. And at the end of the day, I put out a meme. You ever see that Spider-Man meme when... Um, they, the two Spider-Men are pointing at each other. Yes. And I, I put under uh, the one Spider-Man, uh, the, the Republicans behind 9-11, and I put under the other Spider-Man, the, the Democrats uh, behind Obamagate. And it's like, it's the exact same people. Yeah. The exact same people. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, version, I mean- my version of theft and robbery is better than your version of it because <sighs> I did it because of... I don't know, whatever that it's, it's frustrating. It's really, really, really frustrating to the average person that has, that has had their livelihood taken away from this. You know, they were almost willing to do it if they could be assured that their actions would save somebody else's lives. But, you know, and I'm not trying to be morbid here or be disrespectful to people that have already died, but where are all the deaths? Where are all the stacked bodies that we were promised? Where's the blood in the streets? First of all, I'm, 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 in, I'm in the hot spot. I was just talking to my wife about this. I live in Massachusetts. We're supposed to be the, one of the hot spots, you know, one of the top hot spots. And I'm, I'm getting people contacting me. They're like, oh, how bad is it? How bad is it? I'm like, I have friends that work in the local hospital in Springfield where the Basketball Hall of Fame is. You know, it's a big city, a lot of people. It's dead. It's slow. You know, I and and I know firsthand that there's people who have passed away that they put on the death certificate, COVID-19, cause of death. And they've actually in, in one case, I know a family that actually went to the the hospital and had them change it and, and complained. And so this stuff is happening. I mean, just uh, locally, Amherst, Amherst was in uh, was on Mass Live. They reported uh, that, you know, Amherst, where Amherst College, UMass, all that stuff. They, they reported that the state misrepresented how many cases and deaths they had. They inflated it. I mean, these are just the stories that are coming out that we know of. So how much of this stuff is happening that we don't know? I mean, Dr. Burke said during a press, I mean, the fact that people are saying, oh, it's a conspiracy theory or not, because when pandemic came out and that was going viral, that video, and they were, I mean, just think about it. They're, 
you're protecting people from a misinformation. Is that why you're, you're, you're censoring this, uh, this documentary? Well, then why the fuck are you, are you censoring protests? Why are you pro why are those videos? Be that's our, that's our constitutional right. And you're, and you're, and you're, and that can't be shown on, on YouTube. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, all this stuff about, you know, censoring it because you're, it's misinformation or whatnot. I mean, I was telling these guys, uh, uh, London Real, Brian Rose just had a podcast with 150 doctors uh, just yesterday, which I believe you can find on his uh, his website, which is an uh, issue that we talked about, like this idea that we need one spot for it. Like if you want to, you know, you, you have to go to David Icke's website, then you have to go to James Corbett's website, then you have to go to uh, London Real's website. We, it would make it easier if everything was on one platform. But if you go on there, you can see 150 doctors or 160, whatever it was, that all agree with what Dr. Batar was saying, and he was the one kind of hosting it with a, a Brian Rose. So is this a conspiracy theory? No, it's not conspiracy theory. When they censor it that much, in some cases, I think it actually, the opposite happens. A lot of people were like, well, if they're censoring it, I'm more interested in this. But I know even the pandemicmovie.com website is down now. And it wasn't. It was the one place where you could find it. And I was sending it to people. I'm like, if you can't find it online, go directly to the website. And that's down. And I don't know the story behind that. But well, it... To be- it, it to be clear, I'm not saying that I want to see stacked dead bodies. Oh. I don't want that at all. I thought you Charlie, did. why do you want that? Yeah, I thought uh, you wanted that. Why do I want that. grandma to die? Um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that they told us that's what we were going to be in for. Well, first and of all, Charlie, Charlie, is, Charlie. So what about all this? the videos out of uh, China about people falling in the streets and shaking and all that stuff? That was the precursor to it coming to America. You remember people were in the streets and they were dying and people were like, okay. oh, convulsing just, all over dancing. the place. What do you guys think was was all that? Because I even heard guys, and I know, uh, Sam, you're friends with them, Edge of Wonder. They were talking about like, oh, they have inside information that it's really bad in China and all this stuff. And um, and I don't know, maybe it, it, something did happen in China. I'm not saying that they're right or wrong. I know that they have some ties to the Epoch Times or something like that. There's, uh, you know, which kind of they have their own agenda or whatnot. But you know, you did hear some reports that like China was hiding stuff or whatever. And, and people are like, Oh, what about Europe? And what about, listen, I don't, I know that in Europe, okay. The same way they use these tactics in America to scare the shit out of the public. Okay. They're doing the same thing in in Europe. You know, I've talked to people from Portugal and I I had family that was, you know, uh, I had friends and family that were, uh, that were in Portugal and people who have been on my show that were in Portugal. And they're like, yeah, they're saying it's really bad in Northern Portugal, but I don't know any, I'm similar to to, uh, Charlie. I don't know anybody who's sick. I don't know anybody who's dying. I don't know any hospital that's overwhelmed. I don't like the media saying something and without any real evidence of that happening, people are just agreeing that it's happening. I mean, in Massachusetts, same thing. Everybody thinks like there's dead bodies everywhere. Everybody's dying, you know, and it's like, that's not the case here where, you know, anywhere where I live or any, anybody that I know. So it's like, what to shut down the the whole country when even the hotspots, at least parts of it, don't, don't seem nearly as bad as they predicted. And the truth is people die of shit all the time. Like, People have just been selfishly living their lives, not knowing that people were dying while they were going to work and while they were having fun with their friends and while they're going on vacation. Hospitals were full of people who were under deathbed dying. And if you reported on those deaths every single day, maybe it would make you stop and think like, hey, we should do something about this. But like I just had Scott Horton on 
And Scott Horton and I, you know, for the most part, disagree on this whole thing. He's taken it a little bit more seriously. He believes some of this stuff more. But we had a very civil conversation, which I loved. I wanted to not just have... I was accused of only talking to He's great with that, dude. Like, yeah, we didn't he, oh, agree he, on everything, but he's great yeah. to have a conversation. And I had I had Russ Baker on not too long ago, and he was the same way. You know, we didn't agree. I mean, when Robbie Martin was on, uh, we did a... a uh, I think it was Charlie, you were on that podcast, yeah. right? We did a swap cast with Jeffrey. Jeffrey same Wilson. thing. Yeah, he wasn't... You know, he wasn't necessarily um, on the same boat or agreeing with us in every aspect of, of our perspective on it. But we can have these civil discussions. And most of the time, if you ha- have a civil discussion, there's going to be times where you're going to be like, you know what? They're going to be like, you know what? You made a good point. You know, when I had Scott on, you know, similar to those other conversations, there was times where he's like, yeah, you're making a good point. I mean, for example, I brought up, I made, uh, I, uh, I talked about driving, right? If it's all about saving lives, then how about all those fucking people who are so concerned, like their their life goal overnight has has become saving lives? Don't ever fucking drive again, because guess what? That would save some lives, because that that's the argument. The argument is like, oh well, if even if I stay in and it's just a little bit of an inconvenience, could save one life. It's worth it. Well, if you never fucking drive again you're going to save some lives. So how about you, you, you know, if you go to school, do it online. If you have a job, do a job that you can do from home, never drive again. And you're without a doubt going to save, save some lives throughout your, your life. They're just brainwashing, dude. It's just like, I, you know, I used to do a show called the naughty show and it involved like adult film stars and comedy. It was meant to be like a, a late night uh, variety show. And it was pretty successful and very popular in Los Angeles for a very long time. And, and so I got to know some of these adult film stars. And one of these, one of these adult film stars who later went on to do stand-up comedy, which lets you know, like where stand-up comedy is <laughs> on the ring. Uh, it's like porn stars do stand-up all the time. No comics ever do fuck porn. You know, just like, it just, we are the bottom rung of everything. But um, so she tweeted, she's like, People keep saying, go back to the the old way, back to normal. There's never going to be a normal without a vaccine. So stop talking about it. I'm like, you're an adult film star that does stand up. There's no more outlaw than that. And yet you're just regurgitating mainstream media talking points. What are you talking about? You're telling us to listen to the government that was just a thorn in your industry's side forever. They tried to do whatever they could to destroy your industry so you couldn't work in the industry you've chose, which you told us is art. Now you're just sitting over. And it's like, dude, in 2015, we were told, uh, what, uh, uh, the government is evil. Uh, 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 police are racist. My body, my choice. And now, like 2020, it's like listen to the government. Do what the cops tell you to do. Put a vaccine in you, whether you want it or not. It's unbelievable the flip that happens, and it happens on our side as well. Okay, we have all these people doing this open up marches and protests, and they're pushing against law enforcement. But when that gentleman in Georgia gets shot by an ex-cop, they want to flip around and just say, oh, he's committing crimes. Guess what? You open up and opening up a barbershop in Michigan, that's committing a crime. Should we be shooting people right in the middle of the streets like, like animals? No, man. That's a human being, and we're a country of laws. The, you know, it's like, like I said, the, 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 the Me Too movement, I mean, excuse me, not the Me Too move. That's stupid. But the Women's March, 
the uh, Black Lives Matter and, and the Open Up March are all marching against the same people. We need to stop fighting with each other. Why am I yelling? That's right. <laughs> Be, because you're just continuing what I started. <laughs> but but you're absolutely right. I mean, these stories are are insane. I mean, there's an Oregon uh, salon that she, you know, she opened up, she got fined or whatever. But and then the, the most disturbing part was that, uh, and I think I have the article somewhere over here, and um, that, the, yeah, it was, uh, she was fined 14 grand for reopening. <sighs> against uh you know governor kate brown's stay-at-home order and then they sent child protective services to her home afterwards how fucked up is that that's bullshit right there that's an authoritarian state that has totally lost the plot on what they're supposed to be doing here they you know those fucking cops that do that you know there is no there is no respect in that inside a tight-knit police community, the thin blue line and all that dog shit, you know, those people better be very careful because they get, this is, we've seen this before, right? We saw this in, in, not us personally, but this is what happens in in Nazi Germany, right? Brown shirts. The rise of the brown shirts that go in and and clamp down on everybody early on. But what happened to those people? They were slaughtered by the SS that was brought up as a parallel organization to take them out when the time is right. So all you cops out there that are feeling so tough, you know, with, you know, uh, hosing down uh, protesters and things like that. Just remember this, you know, the government that you work for, that you claim to represent and protect, they don't give a shit about you. They will turn on you very fast and you'll be switching over to our team. So be very careful how you treat all these people. And what is this thing all about anyway? Why are we all wearing masks and gloves and in our house? Nobody even remembers what it's for. It was to take the pressure off of our hospitals so that the hospitals could prioritize all of these new COVID patients that were coming in. So when they didn't all come in, what are we doing? What are we still doing in our houses? We're not there to protect the hospitals anymore, are we? The hospitals are fine. That's that's such a good point, because the thing is that I've been saying this over and over again, is that we've been doing this for so long, this whole lockdown thing, because they kept extending it. Oh, it's just going to be a month. We just need to bend the curve. We need to flatten the curve. Then it's like, well, well, let's do it a little longer. Let's do it a little. And we've been doing it for so long that we forgot why we did it. And now that the numbers didn't get to the point that they said it was going to get to, that people are just kind of accepted that this is just what we're doing now. And it's like, this is crazy. Like, oh, I got news back. for you, Ricky. I, I work for an extremely large company in the uh, IT industry. Burger King. Yes, absolutely right. I'm a, but I was just told today, or not today, this week. Spencer's that, in the mall. Uh, I wish. That'd be an easier gig. Um, <laughs> that the lockdown, we were supposed to go back to work in the office uh, next week. We were just told it is indefinite that we are going to oh. be working from home uh, because oh, of liabilities. They didn't say yes. that specifically, but that's what it is. Yeah, that's well, what it is. That's for that, That's yeah. why you're the if you're the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball, you know, you could open it up. But if somebody goes there and they come down and they get sick, you know they're going to go looking for the deepest pockets they can find. They'll sue the stadium, they'll sue the ownership of the stadium, they'll sh- sue Major League Baseball, they'll sue everybody, you know? And and so now they're in a, a situation where they're like Everybody's afraid to be the first person back into the pool 
because they don't want to have that liability of, of, you know, Oh, you guys contaminated the, the this. And now, um, you, you opened up too fast and therefore now everyone's going to sue you. Cause you know, this is, that's what's going to happen. And, and that's why I love Dana White more than ever. Yeah. I, I, I was never a huge fan of Dana White. I'm like, Oh, I have a love hate relationship with him. Sometimes I like what he says and what he does. And sometimes I don't, but the fact that he stood up and he's like, Fuck all the haters. I don't care who's gonna, you know, give me shit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> look at that. That's one of the twins. And yeah. uh and and I'm like, I love the fact that he was willing to to, you know, just go against the grain and do what a lot of other people were afraid of doing. And and you know, you almost needed somebody like him uh, or a Vince McMahon, somebody who who's you know, is very I, I shouldn't say cocky or arrogant, but somebody who's very confident enough to be like, you know what? You know, I'm gonna oh, do it anyways. And uh, <laughs> this is like her 11th podcast. She's a podcast veteran. Oh, <laughs> I want to yes. say something real quick about Dana White. I think what he did was great. Just know that Dana White has a contract, the UFC, with ESPN, and if they don't get an X number of events in, ESPN can uh, uh, basically tear up the contract. Ah, so he has oh. to get a bunch of. But hey, dude, do it for whatever reason it is. I just want to say something. Uh, Adam Silver is an enemy of the state. He's an enemy of this country. He's raw. Uh, people don't realize, man, the more and more the mainstream media and entertainment tells you that someone's a great guy, the more and more you should question everything they do. And all we've heard is about how, oh my God, Adam Silver is a player's commissioner. In, in an era of dog crap fucking commissioners, Adam Silver is the Michael Jordan of dog crap commissioners. <laughs> he is the worst. And if you actually take all the emotion out of it and you look at the statistics, numbers are down across the board. Across the board. The uh, attendance is down. Uh, ratings are down. So that's before this. Dude, when that, that China thing with LeBron yeah. blew up in their face, dude, it, dude, ratings plummeted. And then Adam Silver, in an attempt to get back on that Chinese dick, he was the first one to basically shut down his league because he's a globalist, and he's the first one to do it, and he's been straight up continuing. I don't know if we should start. We should have a discussion. He's allowed these players, and listen, we're all on, we're all on shows that are super political. I have no problems with people getting political, making stances, but the NBA players are a bunch of hypocrites when they take the obvious black-white stance every time, but yet they're super quiet when videos come out of, of, of Africans being kicked out of China, okay, and uh, open-air slave trades in Libya. We haven't heard one thing from LeBron James, not one thing on any of those things. So he's allowed this league to, and I'm telling you guys, the NBA playoffs, if they come back, they'll be good numbers because people are just dying for sports. Next year, when people really start taking a look at what happened and who were major players in it, Adam Silver is in deep shit. And I guarantee you next year's numbers are going to be really bad for the NBA. Real, they were already suffering, and I think they're going to take a giant hit next year. And this is the guy who loves the NBA. Loves it. Yeah. I'll stop yelling. No, but but you're absolutely right. It's funny how how players attempt not to be 
political unless they're kind of towing that line where they're just, you know, pro-China, anti-Trump, uh, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, it, it is... I have, there's nothing wrong with, with athletes having an opinion. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those believers that when people are like, Oh, shut up celebrity or shut up athlete, you know, your, your opinion doesn't matter. Like to me, it's like, it, I, I shouldn't, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter. I, I don't think it should matter more than other people, but I think regardless of what you decide to pursue as a career or what you do as a, a passion, uh, you could still have a good perspective and an opinion on what's going on in the world and big issues. But over and over again, you, you're like, Sam said, I mean, you just see these guys, if, if anybody's outspoken, it's always the same thing. So it makes you wonder, like, how come only the, out, the only people who are outspoken are the ones who are all saying the same thing? Yeah, I, I just like they're, they're hypocrites, man. And I, I'm for, hey, dude, nobody, I, I'm always on the side of cops shouldn't be doing jack shit to anybody unless it's warranted and their license danger. Okay, cops shooting unarmed people is and it's a hard gig. I have family who, who are police officers, you know, but they work for us. Okay, the, and dude, and the minute like I, I'm near Newport Beach, of course, Newport Beach is wide open and they're opening everything up. You know why? Because California realized they couldn't control Newport Beach because people are the power and they they can't let us know that. So the minute you push back, they give in. Because if they push back and then you still break through, then then the facade is dead. So L.A. is a bunch of twats. They won't do anything. But Newport Beach, they're opening up everything because that town said, F you, Newsom, uh, Gavin Good. Newsom. You we're need doing people what to do that. To do. And you I'm telling you, I mean, you, man. Charlie Baker, uh, you know, of Massachusetts. He uh, he opened up the the golf courses. I mean, this guy is a piece of shit. But he he opened up <laughs> golf courses. You know why? Because a a golf course said they emailed all their members and they're like, hey, we don't give a shit if we have the right to open up or not. Uh, we've been cutting grass for for no reason. We've been cutting grass and taking care of the the course every day, and we have no uh, idea when we're going to open. We might lose the whole season. You know what? We're going to open up you know, I think it was like a week or two ago. They're like, on this Friday, we're going to open up regardless. They're like, if if we open up and we get fined, we'll lose the business maybe. But if we stay closed and well, we might lose the business anyway. So we, we might as well, you know, open up. And then that got picked up by Fox News, interviewed uh, the owner of of the golf course. And of course, Char- Charlie uh, Baker, who supposedly his intentions are only to protect people, all of a sudden had a change of heart and said, OK, we'll be able to open up golf courses under some restrictions. So it's like it's nothing. It has nothing to do with protecting people. And like you said, like once people realize that we do have the power and that if you're outspoken and that's the thing, this public shaming of like, you know, uh, I my my we've been having people over my house j- just about every Saturday since the shit started, and I'm like, you know what? I hope you bring germs to my kids because you know they need to be exposed to bacteria and yes. germs and stuff like that because it's healthy for them. It's healthy for me. It's healthy for everybody involved because your your immune system is just like your muscles. If you don't work them out, they get weaker. I mean, you don't want to overwork them out. You know, but you can't underwork them out either. So you have to be exposed to some things. And I think that's another long term issue that that people aren't aware of is the long term issue of everybody who's over because this was the issue with parents not too long ago with over sanitizing their kids, overusing sanitizer and then weakening their immune system. And this might happen again with this people who are overwashing their hands, all this uh, restrictive oxygen because you're wearing a mask when you're walking by yourself and in a car by yourself. So you're going, how long? 
how many hours of the day are you restricting oxygen to your system? You know, we know the opposite is healthy for you. Look at Wim Hof. Getting more oxygen can do wonders for your body. Now, restricting it, okay, can can probably do some harm in, in, the, in the long uh, term. I mean, you're getting less oxygen into your bloodstream and into your body. I mean, it can't be good for you. And so I lost my train of thought, but I'm I sure think, I was I making a very valid point. Is, it's okay to spit on kids because that helps them, right? <laughs> oh, is it hot? <laughs> yeah, but I think yes, that was my point. Like, I think it it is important for people to do that. To go, to, I mean, I, uh, you know, I still there's some parks that've been caution taped off and all this stuff. You know, uh, locally, I mean, there's one park that I'm not going to give it away because uh, I don't want <laughs> to, to blow up the spot that that they've done nothing to that we still uh, go to and play soccer and do all this stuff. And luckily, knock on wood, like the police locally have been good where they haven't been harassing people and they haven't but there's a, a forum for the town i live in where people will go on there and, and, and share pictures and be like look at these kids uh, uh, uh playing together this and that you know my uh, my wife put a picture of, of uh, a bunch of moms that had a play date with kids and a, you know a couple people uh said something to my wife's family that like hey look at you know I, can you believe they, these kids were all together with no masks and stuff i'm like are you oh fucking kidding God, me i'm like dude. first of all the kids are like the least at risk the least <laughs> at risk like they're the ones who should be just be doing whatever like the fact that there's even a possibility i've talked to a couple of teachers a possibility that kids might have to wear masks in school you better fucking believe my kids are gonna be homeschooled if, they, if my For kids sure. have to wear masks i'm like you know because that's crazy i mean and then how many parents how many kids like ricky son- you're gonna have to dress in drag to do drag queen hour with them are you oh, okay yeah. with that <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many like my, my son for example like you know, uh, hopefully he doesn't have any long-term effects of missing some school, but like he, he has a little bit of, of a lisp that they've been working on. Uh, we've been working on it with him and the school's been working on with him, but who knows if that like might never go away because when he should have been having days and days and weeks of weeks of, of, of having some, you know, a, a, a expert or a professional work on that with him, w- working on his speech, like who knows if he might forever have that lisp because of that. So it's like, and obviously a lisp isn't a big deal, but I'm sure there's plenty of stories like that of kids who are missing out on things, having their lives affected in a negative manner, all for a virus that we haven't, you know, we haven't even found a test that we know for sure is accurate. We have, we, we don't have accurate numbers because not even all the mainstream media websites and channels all agree on a number. And uh, <laughs> the nice thing about wearing a headphone is my screaming doesn't wake her up <laughs> 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 because we know how bad that could be. But, uh, but yeah, no, they're it, used it, to their daddy yelling. That's the best <laughs> part. They're going to, they're going to sleep through everything, you know? Well, so where's the other twin? Are they both with you? She's right now? over there. She's sleeping. Oh, too. nice. Mom's sleeping, you know, I'm just, all the vaginas are sleeping right now. So <laughs> only daddy's up. Uh, I'm with you, Ricky. I'm with you. I got to jump off here because my cool. phone's about to die. But uh, I'm with you, dude. And you know, man, we just keep fighting the fight. And Ricky, I hope you uh, can figure out how to do a, uh, how to do the uh, broken simulation. Because I, <laughs> I would love, I, I want all the conspiracy theorists to upload their uh, stuff there and get your views. And hopefully the people who go to see my my videos will enjoy your videos and enjoy everybody else's videos. So uh, yeah. I, I would do this all the time. I think we need to do more of these. Ricky, you're really good at putting this stuff together. So I appreciate you. Even though I hate looking, I look like I have a haircut. 
of someone that would complain about my jokes at my show, don't I? I totally look <laughs> like I'm Antifa right here. It's it's so horrible. Well, I, 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 I think... tried to get a mohawk and it just didn't work. I like well, it. you look like a, a a football player, like a, a soccer player. They always have the the crazy fashionable hairdos. It, it looks like one of those. But... I look like I love the Cure. That's what I look like. And that's, <laughs> yeah, it drives me that, nuts. Or that, or that. Oh, but oh. I, I think uh, uh, something I, I want to uh, just say before I let you go. I think the reason why you know you say I'm good at this, it, it's one of the talents I have. Even when I'm gathering with my friends in real life, I'm always the the person who puts together all the events. Let's grab dinner. I will know everybody. Hey, try to make it. Let's go. Let's do dinner this day. You know, I've always been good at that. But I think the reason why I'm good at this is because of one of the things we talked about. I don't burn bridges. I don't call anybody a show. I don't say anybody's research is jack shit and, and trash. I don't, you know, I don't put anybody down because they have a different view than I do. I mean, and I think that's important. You know, the reason why I think people are willing to come on my show uh, with other guests, because they know if like, if I'm saying this person's cool, then they assume like, okay, if they're cool with Ricky, they're probably a, a, a pretty cool person that I'm going to have a good time talking to. And, uh, I, you know, I try to filter out the shitheads, you know, and, and not have those shitheads on. So uh, I think this this is one of those reasons why we shouldn't have infighting and we shouldn't turn on each other. So we can, instead of fighting with one another and, and maybe uh, suppressing or prolonging somebody's growth, let's help each, each other. And if one of us grows, we all grow because it's going to help the whole, you know, the whole alternative media world. So I, I think it, it only benefits us. Yeah, I'm in, dude. You do a great job and I appreciate you guys having me on. And anytime uh, we can do it, Let's do it, man. I'm in. I'll, yeah, send, I'll, I'll get together with Ricky. We'll, we'll come up with the union of the unwanted email. Get everyone on board. And <laughs> I'm, I'm serious about that. I'll love. Uh, yeah. Hey, dude, that is the best name ever. The union of the unwanted. <laughs> and someone go before you publish buy the this, domain name. Buy the domain buy name. Go buy the domain name. <laughs> and uh, and do we just run with it? And I just think you know we don't have to do this right now, but you know. Ricky, as you start doing more of these, like, uh, these, you know, four or five people together things, we should all talk about it, man. You have everybody's email, dude. Maybe you guys should coordinate a giant email and see if anybody wants to jump in and have a talk about it. Because I'm in, dude. I'm in, Yeah, too. no, we should do that. Do uh, just a big roundtable discussion about, and I guess that'll be the focus of the discussion, just like a alternative how we go about that we'll, we'll brainstorm ideas on on you know how to do it and whatnot and having somebody on like mike who's actually as people can probably tell if they're listening he really knows what the hell he's talking about uh to be able to, to have people like him who really know the the tech side of it would be great you know so uh yeah let's do that let's uh, i'll try to figure out a, a way of uh, gathering everybody together again get maybe even more people and get people who are willing because i mean i know people like russ baker who's been on my show he talks about his traffic going way down throughout the years to who what why and you hear story and story of that happening where you know somebody even a website that's not really that controversial like who what why well you know people aren't running into his work and they're not running into his website and these alternatives so we need to fight back and do something and uh, i think the wisdom of crowds right i mean i think that's a quote or saying uh, the wisdom of crowds i think you you gather people together and uh you know i think 
Hunter Moss said that on my show once. And you gather enough people together and we get all our minds together. I can't figure out broken simulation by, by myself, but with a group of people, <laughs> I'm kidding, um, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. But, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely agree, Sam. So, uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for joining us, uh, for jumping in and also bringing the babies was awesome. Hey, dude, they're, they're podcast veterans, dude. They're podcast <laughs> veterans. And they love it. And I appreciate you guys. Thanks. My phone's literally about to die, so I got to jump. Thank cool. you guys for having me on. And keep me posted. I love, seriously, somebody by the name before anybody else does. Uh, what was the name of it again? The Union <laughs> of the Unwanted, and I just got yeah. it. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Mike so just by, got it. <laughs> perfect. So now you can name this episode the Union of the Unwanted. And... Uh, and uh, I think send it to me because I'd like to put this out as well. We'll do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. You're the best. See hey, you, thanks, Take Sam. it Take easy, care. Ricky, Charlie, Sam. We'll get together soon. We'll talk. Uh, yeah. Bye, hey, uh, Mike, Mike, Charlie, do you guys want to plug your, your stuff? Because I'm sure everybody's going to be sharing this. So in case people want to know where to get your uh, your shows and, and, and your uh, podcast and all that stuff. OBDMPod.com is like a mix of Howard Stern and Art Bell. Macroaggressions um, is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Iconic, and YouTube. Yeah, same here. Ripple Effect Podcasts available anywhere you can get podcasts. It's also on YouTube and for at least the time being. So uh, thanks again, guys. Mike, I can't thank you enough for always being yeah, willing Mike, to help me out with this. Uh, we will do it. Yeah, thank you, you so much. We'll do it again. All yeah, right. absolutely. Bye, guys. Hey, take care, guys. Hey, See enjoy you. the rest of your weekend. Take care. You goddamn fucking piece of shit. I know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm Mr. False Flag.